Thank you, Jesus. I can feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. <laughs> and we're just going to let God have his way and do whatever he wants to do. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read Exodus chapter 7, verses 1 and 2, and then verse 23, and then Exodus chapter 8, verse 1 for fun. <laughs> I'm going to read a couple scriptures. Exodus chapter 7, verse 1, it's on the screen for you. It says this, And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron, here it is, shall tell Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go out of his land. Verse 23, Pharaoh turned and went into his house, and he did not take this to heart. Verse 1 of chapter 8, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. So on this Independence Day, we've come to tell Pharaoh, We're out of here. <laughs> We're out of here. I'm out. See you later. So I want to preach this morning very simply, Go tell Pharaoh. Look at your neighbor and say, go tell Pharaoh with a little attitude. Maybe give him a high five. Say, go tell Pharaoh. <laughs> give someone else a high five. Shake their hand. Someone around you. Tell them, hello, it's good to see you this morning. And then you may be seated if you're going to help me preach. If you're going to sit there like a bump on a pickle, you can just stand there with me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's all, it's all about Independence Day today. Everybody's wearing anything red, white, or blue. And I forgot, I had one of the, the young guys in the church bought me a, a, a hanky that has the uh, Captain America thing on it because at the camps, uh, I go by Pastor America. And so I was like, man, I got to use this today. So we're going to go tell Pharaoh a few things today. And I want, right as we're getting settled in our seats, I want us just to pray and I want you to feel liberty throughout this service. You can pray out loud. If you feel like saying amen, you can say amen. If you feel like lifting your whatever you feel like doing, there is liberty here today. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the liberty that we feel here, that we are experiencing. God, I ask right now that you would set every single person here free. Let them feel that liberty let them walk in that liberty. Lord, I pray that somebody here would repent of their sins, be baptized in your name, Jesus, and receive your sweet gift of the Spirit. Oh, do what only you can do, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. We're going to take a look today at the children of Israel's exodus from Egypt and just draw some parallels of our own to us exiting a life of sin and bondage. And this fits so perfectly, even with the American Revolution. The American Revolution and our independence was something that was somewhat of a long time coming. Tensions were brewing, frustrations were building, and there were many injustices that were being endured by the American colonists. They were not being treated as equally as their fellow British citizens. Unfair judgments were being issued. 
unjust taxes were being imposed. And it reached a point where the colonists basically said, you go tell King George we're out. (laughs) Basically, with all of the writings, with the declarations that were being put into place, we are now going to pursue independence. We are done with this tyranny. We are done with the unfair treatment. We want liberty, we want justice, and we will do whatever it takes to secure freedom. And as much as we enjoy and as and we are going to do whatever it takes to protect our American liberties, we want to make sure we are taking serious our spiritual liberties. Matthew 10:28 says, "Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. We need to get serious about eternal freedom and our salvation. Wave an American flag and say, I'm free, but more than that, you need to make sure your soul is free. I need to make sure that I am not enslaved to sin. Because I might endure some American freedom in this life, but I do not want to go to hell for all eternity. I want to be free for all eternity. I want to walk on streets of gold. I want to walk through those gates of pearl. I want to enjoy heaven forever. We've got to get serious about it. I'm not going to be a slave to sin. We need a revolution once again. We need an apostolic revolution that says, I am rising up and I will not be a slave to sin and to the systems of this world. I refuse to be in bondage. I I refuse to be in bondage. I refuse to live as a slave to addiction. I will be set free. Someone needs to rise up and say, I am going to go tell Pharaoh I am out of here. I am not going to be a slave in Egypt. I am gone. Bye. Bye. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Lord says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Live the good life in the old USA, but live the abundant life in the kingdom of God. There is life abundant. Oh, you got to make up in your mind, I will be set free. I will be set free. I'm not going to live like this forever. I'm not going to live in sin. I'm not going to live in addiction. I'm not going to live under oppression and condemnation. I will be set free. And those children of Israel, even though they had the promise of a land that the Lord had given them long ago, they were prisoners in the land of Egypt until it says in Exodus chapter 2, verse 23, it says, into the process of time, the king of Egypt died and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage (sighs) (sighs) this stinks 
We're still here. We're still being slaves. It says they sighed by reason of the bondage and they cried and their cry came up before the Lord. It seems as if as long as they were comfortable in the bondage, nothing happened. But there reached a season when some Israelites rose up and started to sigh and to cry. Lord, does it have to be like this forever? Lord, can't you set us free? And God heard their groanings and remembered the covenant. Somebody has to begin to sigh and cry. Someone's got to begin to groan and say, I don't want to be a prisoner to sin. I don't. I don't always want to be living in poverty. I don't want my family to always be living in the same cycle of sin and dysfunction. Some people, you might be saved, but you need to get sick of the dysfunction that you're living in. You need to sigh, cry, groan, do whatever it takes. I'm coming out of this. Go tell Pharaoh, I'm not living like this. Go tell Pharaoh, my kids aren't going to live like this. Jesus brings new life. He promises joy and salvation, a life of abundance. And so we need to make up in our mind, I'm not going to be a prisoner to this. Go tell Pharaoh. Jesus' name. So I want to show you Pharaoh's four offers. I want to show you today Pharaoh's four offers to compromise. Pharaoh is going to offer you four things. Egypt is a type of the world. Pharaoh is going to be a a representation of the enemy of our soul. And I want you to see this right here. The four tricks of the enemy to trip you up as presented through the Exodus process. We're going to begin in Exodus chapter 8 verse 25. Exodus 8, verse 25. This is offer number one. Pharaoh called for Moses because the children of Israel saying, we want to be free. We're going to get out of here. The Lord already said, let my people go. And so the bargaining begins in Exodus 8, 25. Pharaoh calls for Moses and for Aaron and says, go ye, sacrifice to your God in the land. This is, this is compromise number one right here. This, this is how Pharaoh works, trying to keep us in Egypt, trying to keep us ensnared in the world and in sin. We aren't called to try to serve God in Egypt. We are not called to try to serve God in Egypt. We are not supposed to serve God and not let anything else change in our lives. It is a life miserable trying to serve God Sunday to Sunday. Sacrifice in this land, Moses. Serve your God here, Israelites. Stay with us. Pharaoh says stay in the world and worship your God. No need to move. No need to change any of our agreements or arrangements. No need to separate from us. No need to leave. You can still worship your God while enduring Egypt's bondage. 
Offer number one, please look at this. Worship the Lord, but stay in the world. That's the compromise that Egypt will throw your way. That's the first thing that the enemy of your soul will begin to try to do. As you are making changes and coming out of the world and starting to pursue your life serving God and dramatic changes come. I'm looking at some folks. You received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I was there when you were baptized in Jesus' name. And it was dramatic transformation. It was powerful change. And God's doing a great work in your life. And you better believe Egypt is going to try to keep its claws sunk in your spirit. So the compromises will begin. The arguments will ensue. Serve your God, but stay in the land. Worship the Lord, but stay in the world. I'm not going to stay on each of these long uh, for time's sake, but I want you to see this. Let's just compromise, the enemy says. Go to church on Sunday, but do what you normally do on Monday. Do what you normally do on Tuesday. Sacrifice in this land. You can enjoy the best of both worlds. Anybody ever heard the whispers of the enemy saying that? You ever felt that? Enjoy the fruit of our land while practicing your faith. No need to change. Ooh, I'm preaching good right now. Boy. I'll pat myself on the back. I want you to see this. Pharaoh's trying to trip you up. We're going to make sure nothing changes. It is a life miserable, I'll say it again, trying to serve God Sunday to Sunday. Trying to come here and get yourself a breakthrough, but going back to Egypt and staying and living in the same place and state of bondage. We must recognize Pharaoh is trying to trip us up. His offer of compromise will end with you still in bondage under the guise of where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom Woo, we got our shout on on sunday Woo, wasn't that awesome going back to the same chains though throughout the week that is no way to live your life matthew 6 24 says no man can serve two masters You can't serve two masters. You can't live two lives. And Pharaoh knows, the devil knows, if he can just keep you living that same kind of life of sin and that same type of addiction and those same habits and the same place, going to the same places and engaged with the same relationships, if nothing changes, You're going to end up still enslaved. You can't. I cannot live two lives. I cannot stay in Egypt and think I'm going to serve the one true God. The enemy's trying to trick you. The enemy's trying to trip me up. And we need to get our eyes clear and recognize it for what it is. It's a trick of the devil you need to tell pharaoh go tell pharaoh i refuse 
Go tell Pharaoh we're not staying in Egypt. Go tell Pharaoh there's a land of promise for us out there. We weren't meant to live here. We weren't meant to stay here. Things are meant to change. 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness and unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. This is not saying to be mean to people who are not Christians. This is saying we cannot be yoked up. We cannot be in communion with those in the world. Well, I'm trying to reach them. You ain't going to reach them and help them if you're just like them. If you're addicted to the same junk, messed up with the same ideologies, doing the same things you have nothing to offer them I have nothing to offer them we have got to get out of Egypt so we can show them there's a better place there's a better way get out of Egypt you got to make up in your mind I'm going to serve God with all of my heart I'm going to make whatever changes I've got to make I'm going to do whatever I've got to do go tell Pharaoh I'm out I'm leaving I've got to go. Hallelujah. Can you pray that for just a moment? I know this is, this is a little hard, but it's what's right. It's what's needed. Come on, go tell Pharaoh I refuse the offer. I'm coming out of this. I'm getting out of here. Come on, don't stay a prisoner. Don't be a prisoner of the same sins of this world. Oh, hallelujah. I'm glad you're here on a Sunday. But are you here on a Tuesday in your heart? Are you here on a Thursday? Is your mind, your spirit, your life, are you sold out to this thing? Go tell Pharaoh, I'm not staying in Egypt. I'm not staying in Egypt. I'm not going to try to live like the Egyptians and serve the God of the Israelites. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It never worked for the people of God. Never works. You can't blend. You can't, you can't compromise. You've got to sell out and make up your mind. My mind is made up. I'm done with Egypt completely. Offer number two, Exodus chapter 8. Moving down a few verses now to verse 28. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go to sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Look at it. Only... You must not go very far away. <laughs> Only ye shall not go very far away. Offer number two. Don't go too far with your faith. <laughs> Pharaoh says, stay close to us. Don't travel a great distance away. Don't go too far can I say it like this the enemy would whisper and, and say maybe even through a friend's voice I say friend very loosely say don't, don't go too far with your faith don't, don't, go, don't get out there don't, don't get weird with it don't get too extreme with it don't go too far anybody hear what I'm saying anybody know what I'm saying 
Some, some, some friend, some loved one trying to, not, just be careful. Those apostolic Pentecostal folks, they're out there. Yeah, that's out there. Don't, listen, serve your Lord, but just don't go too far with it. Am I preaching good or am I preaching good? Don't get weird with your walk with God. Oh, don't, don't get, don't act crazy now. Oh, don't, 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 listen, just stay, stay close to us. And I, I love it in that scripture because it actually ends with Pharaoh saying, entreat for me or pray for me. Pray for me, brother. Listen, we're, we're, we're very close and just stay close to me. Pray for me now. This is all tricks. It's all manipulation. It was all trying to keep Israel hostage and bound in Egypt. You got to recognize it for what it is. Don't don't go too far with this. Why? Because we want you back in chains in Egypt. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't take things too far. You better believe we are. You better believe we're going as far with this thing as we can. We're trying to get as far away from the world as we can. I don't want to be able to hear the rattle of your chains. I don't want to hear your cries to your false God. We have a promised land a long ways away from here, and so we've got to go. And Somebody's got to make up in their mind, I'm going to tell Pharaoh, we refuse the offer. We're not going to blend. We're not going to be... We're not going to cohabitate in the land. We're not going to share. We're not, it ain't going to be, well, we kind of serve the same God. No, no, I'm not going to fall prey to your attack. I see it for what it is. You want me to fall. You want me to be a slave. Somebody's got to rise up like Moses and say, no deal. We got to go. No deal. We're not staying here. What's in the world? 1 John 2, 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Don't fall in love with this world's agenda. Don't fall in love with the world's entertainment. Don't fall in love with the world's even politics. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world... The love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's all that's in the world. You want to boil down everything that's on Facebook? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You want to boil down everything that's in Hollywood? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Everything that this world is about, it's not good morals. It's not good godliness. This nation was founded by people that served the Lord, that had a fear of God. And if we still want to have a nation, if the Lord should tarry 50 years from now, we still need some people that have good godly morals that will stand up for truth and righteousness. The world passeth away, it says, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. 
We recognize that life is beyond just what's going to happen here on this earth if you're, you know, blessed to live 100 years. It's more than just 100 years. It's more than just 85 years. It's eternal. It's life everlasting. So don't fall in love with a world that's going to pass away. Get that out of our minds, Lord. Get that out of my spirit, Lord. We have got to love the Lord. Don't go too far with it. Don't go too far with your faith. Why? Why not be radical? Why not be proud to be Pentecostal? Why not be proud to be Christians? Why not keep your head held high to say, yeah, we're different. Thank God about it. Thank God for it. Yeah, we are totally different. This world is messed up. I'm glad I don't resemble it. Pharaoh whispering, don't go too far with it now. Don't get out there with that worship, pulling on your... Now really, is it, does it take all of that? Does it take... A, it, it takes it for me. The world is so extreme. There's such a pressure to conform. There's such a, a pressure, a spiritual pressure to silence your voice and hold down your spiritual hands that if you're going to make it serving the Lord, you're going to have to have a made-up mind. You're going to have to get extreme that's, and say, no, I'm not going to get close to the world. I'm out of here. I'm going to pursue the promises of God. I'm not going to be like everyone else in this world. I love the people in this world. I want to help them. we got to make up our minds. I'm done with low living. I'm done with worldly thinking. I'm done with the world's morals. I'm done with what the world is trying to teach. I'm done with all of that. I want what the Word of God says. I want to pursue the promises of God. The Lord already had the children of Israel a land prepared, and it wasn't there in Egypt. You've got to pack up, and you've got to go. You've got to go after the things that the Lord has in store for you. Don't be satisfied living in Egypt or living near Egypt <laughs> Abraham I've got something for you to do get away from your kindred you've got a promised land move away from those family members because they're going to keep you happy settled where you're at we've got to be careful we've got to be wise whether it's friends or family members that would try to influence us. Again, I, I've got fam I love I love my family. I'm thankful for them. But if they are pulling me away from the things of God, I have got to take some steps away from that. I can't allow their ideology to impact me and change me. If I have some friends that are choosing to be worldly, and if they're trying to change me to that, I've got one of two options. Stay in Egypt or pursue the promised land. No man can serve two masters. You're not going to be able to put one foot in the promises of God and one foot in the world. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You are going to be so miserable. There is such a freedom when people finally just cut the strings and say, as for me and my house, we will serve 
the Lord. Doesn't mean you don't love people. Doesn't mean you're not kind to them and good to them. But it doesn't mean that they get access to my mind and my ear every day spewing poison, telling me that living for the Lord and being dedicated to Him is crazy. If you think that's out there, then I'm out there. That's what the Word of God says. We're pilgrims. We're strangers. We're aliens. We're weird. Yeah. But you know what? You just got to choose your weird. Choose your peculiar. Choose your crazy. You know, you, know you, can, you can get on your phone right now and you could go on YouTube and it, you could go and look at some crazy people serving their God. For some it might be a football. And they paint their bodies the, the color of their sports team. Yeah. And, and well, that, that's, that's crazy. Y'all go to church and you cry and you lift your hands. Well, you do it in a stadium. Got dudes taking their shirts off and painting their bodies blue and orange and garnet and gold or whatever else. We'll step on everyone's toes right now. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's awesome, slinging beer on each other. Yeah! Have you seen them? <laughs> but then you come to church and lift your hand and, and praise your God. And, that's too far. The devil is a liar. That's just the spirit of delusion in this world. Listen, I'm all for good, godly leaders as well, but even now we've got politics where campaigns, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a big rally and yeah, waving flags and painting their bodies. And, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't dare pray out loud in public, but we'll, we'll rep a politician in public. I'm just telling you, we got to make sure. I just want you to see, don't go too far with your faith. That's just a little weird. Is it really? Is it really? Or is it the spirit of the world trying to keep its hooks in the church to stay close to Egypt? You just need to hush. You need to, no, we're going to rise up. We have the truth. We have what is needed. So we're going to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. We're getting out of here. We're not living like the Egyptians. We're not living in the world. We're not going to mingle with the world. Is this okay to preach on a Sunday morning or do I have to save this for a Wednesday night? Is this still right? Is it still right? Oh, Abraham, you got to rise up and say, I got to go. I love y'all. We'll visit at Christmas, but I got to go. There's a land out there waiting for me to march on it. There's promises waiting for me to claim. I've got to go. High five the person next to you. Give them a fist bump or something and tell them, we got to go. We got to go. We are going to take our faith farther this year than ever before. We are going to take our faith farther. I pray that you would claim that and say, I'm going to take my faith farther than I ever have before. I am not going to be ashamed to pray over my food in public. Feeling the pressure of this world system. Forget it, Pharaoh. We're out. We're out. You, we're going. We got a promised land. Oh, hallelujah. All right, I could keep, keep on that for a while. Offer number three. Uh, here we go. Offer number three. Exodus chapter 10, verse 8. In Jesus' name. I want you to pray right here. I really had even just had a visitation from the Lord just while I was preparing this point right here. And I want us to receive this in Jesus' name. God, help me. Help us, Lord. 
Help our families to protect this next generation that's coming up. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So offer number two, your promise from God is not next door neighbors with the world. Offer number three, Exodus chapter 10, verse 8. I'm going to read verse 8 and 11. Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God, but which ones are to go? Who are they that shall go? Verse 11. Verse 11. Go now, ye that are men, and serve the Lord. I want you to see this, and please hear me in love today. Pharaoh's offer boils down to this. Well, who all's going? Who's going? And he says, the men shall go. Or we can say it this way. The adults, the grown-ups shall go. He says this, the men among you shall go. The adults only shall go. But you leave your children here. Go on and serve your God. But the kids stay in Egypt. Hallelujah. The next generation will remain here. Pharaoh may be saying, well, that's a dangerous trip for children. They'd be, they'd be safer if they stayed here at home. And, you know, that's a long trip for kids. You know, they annoy you asking, are we there yet a hundred times? Back of that donkey, that's a lot of are we there yet. They, they don't even know what's going on with your worship. They don't understand that. Just leave the kids here. It will be more convenient for you. I'm asking you to hear me in the Holy Ghost for this. Pharaoh's offer boiling down to don't make your kids serve the Lord. This is a, this is a lie from the devil. Don't make your kids serve the Lord. Don't force them to go to church. Don't make, don't, listen, don't get extreme with that. This is adults only. Leave your children here. Don't, don't force this on your kids. Leave your kids out of your walk with God. I know you're walking out there, but don't make your kids do that. Let them decide for themselves whether they come or go. They don't understand church. Let them stay home and sleep in. It'd be more convenient for you. You wouldn't have to put up with the snotty noses and them peeing their pants in church and, and you, hearing them cry and yell. And wouldn't, you wouldn't have to take them out three times. Leave them here. They don't understand what's going on. Don't make them worship. Don't make them live for God. They don't even know what's happening. People here, you have heard the enemy whisper this into your spirit, maybe through a thought or through the voice of a concerned citizen. They're just kids. They're only young once. We won't let them do that when they get older. It's, it's okay right now. It's, it's okay. Just, does that really matter for kids? You can feel it here right now. I'm telling you, the, the Spirit of the Lord came upon me while I just yesterday. I couldn't help but cry. 
the enemy is trying to take the next generation away. We'll keep them enslaved. You go worship and shout, but the, the, the results of our lives and, and what we're doing here and now will be revealed not tomorrow or, or next Sunday necessarily. It's what will this church look like in 20 years? Will, will your kids be here? Will my kids be here? Am I training them now that serving God is optional? Am I showing them now that it doesn't really matter? It's low on the list of priorities. Jesus. Does it really matter? Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. We have to make up in our minds. Go tell Pharaoh, my kids are coming with me. My kids are going with me to church. My kids are going with me to heaven. I'm not going to allow them to be stuck in the systems of this world to give them an appetite for worldly living and then try to work like a dog when they're 20 years old, begging them to get out of the addiction when I introduced it to them. Train up the child. You got to train them for greatness. You got to prepare them for heaven. You got to teach them to pray. We got to show them how to succeed. It's a, it's a trick of the enemy to keep kids over and over again in the Word of God. Enemies coming and saying, Let your sons marry our daughters. Let's intermingle. Let's intermarry. Let's take the worldly and let's take the saved and let's mix them all up because we know if we can get their kids, we've got them. We've got to make up in our mind, I'm preparing my children for what kind of adults they're going to be. I'm, I'm showing my children what they need to value when they are adults. Someone has to make up in your mind, I am not going to let my kids compromise. They're just kids. They don't understand. You're right. They're just kids. They don't understand. They don't understand the weight of eternity. They don't understand the dangers of pornography. They don't understand. They don't get it. You're right. They're just kids. They're just kids. Are you going to leave them with Pharaoh as the babysitter? Or are you going to take them with you? Huh. Well, they're just kids. Does it matter? It sure does matter to you that they brush their teeth. They don't want to do that. Well, they're just kids. Don't let them brush their teeth. Well, they're just kids. They don't want to go to school. Don't let them. Don't make them go to school. Well, they're just kids. They, they don't want to take a bath. Don't make them take a See the worldly thinking? Do you, you see the delusion of this world? It matters. We've got to raise our kids. We've got to show them things. But when it comes to matters of faith, hear me, watching online, some of us have bought into this lie that, no, no, don't make your kids do that. Train up your children in the ways they should go. We've got to teach our kids the ways of God. Our kids go to school not because it's fun, but because they need to learn. They brush their teeth not because they want to, but because they need to. 
they take a bath not as punishment, but because we want them to stay healthy and clean. And our kids come to church because they must learn about this wonderful Savior. Our kids come to church. They hear us pray. We buy them beginner's Bibles. We make a way for them to go to kids' camps. Why? Because we're showing them the great ways of salvation. Well, they don't understand. I know that's why we do it. Because we care. Because we're saving them. We're not going to buy the lie of Pharaoh. You can just leave your kids here. No, I can't. They're going with me to glory. My kids are going with me to the promised land. My kids are going with me to the house of God. My kids are going with me to the great things God has in store for their lives. Deuteronomy 4 verse 9. Take heed to thyself. Keep thy soul diligently. Lest you forget the things thine eyes have seen. He's talking about the precepts, the laws of God. But teach them to thy sons and thy sons' sons. Deuteronomy 4.9. Deuteronomy 6.7. After, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you shall serve him. But it gets down to verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. My, my kids got to learn about God. I'm glad they can memorize stats on sports teams. I understand it's not always fun to learn a Bible verse. I understand it, but everything in life doesn't have to be fun. Important things are worthy of some diligence. I'm so thankful for my wife. If we'd be honest, mamas, you carry the load with the kids. You do. I know it's not Mother's Day, but props to moms. Props to moms. You carry a weight. You carry a load with our children. And I'm so thankful for a godly wife that I can hear her early in the morning as she prepares with my children. She sits them down. Oftentimes as I'm preparing to, to preach or I'm studying something or I'm getting things together for a meeting, I can hear across the house, I can hear the click of a little lighter. And thank God it's not to smoke cigarettes. You know what she does? She takes this little lighter. She's got these candles. And the children quote a scripture for every candle that is lit. I couldn't even tell you all of them. I'm sure you can, right? Can you do it? I don't know right now. I put it on the spot. But what's, what's The first one is, the Lord, uh, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And we say, let your word be a light in my life. Yeah, so, so, so then she'll say, say, let your word, let your word be a light. Be a light to my path. Three of them. They open the Bible. They begin to, well, that's boring. The kids, poor kids had to sit there and suffer 10 minutes. They can play on an Xbox for three hours and you don't care, but suddenly it's a punishment to teach them the ways of God. You have no problem putting them in an after-school program and them staying at a school system, public school system, learning about abortion, telling girls it's okay to... I have friends right now trying to undo the lies that a school, public school teacher put in the mind of their children. You can leave them there for nine hours and let them indoctrinate your kids with lies from the pit of hell? No, you need to get serious. You got to make up your mind and say, go tell Pharaoh the kids are coming with me. 
Go tell Pharaoh the young people are going with us. They're going to worship the Lord. They're going to serve the Lord. They're going to learn how to pray. They're going to learn how to live holy. Come on, you ought to take the hand of your spouse right now. Or if you've got a friend nearby, let's begin to pray. What's happening across the hallway is important. You hear me in Facebook land right now. Get your kids to Sunday school. Get your kids to the house of God. Shame on us. Shame on us if we can make a way for them to go tubing down a river, but we can't get them to Sunday school. Shame on us. Shame on me if I can find the money in the budget for another switch game, but I can't send my kids to church camp. Shame on me. <laughs> Teach them diligently to your children. Hide. Oh. Psalm 78. Give ear. You can keep praying. Give ear, O oh my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the word of my mouth. Oh. He said, we will not hide them from the children. Don't take the faith and try to hide it. Don't take the ways of God and try to water it down to your children. <laughs> Ephesians 6.4 Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Pharaoh's trying to get us, and if he can't get us, he's trying to get your kids. He's trying to get my kids. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I don't want to make them come to church. Then they won't, then they won't love the Lord when they get older. It's a lie. It's a lie. Don't buy that lie. Don't buy the light. Make, make serving the Lord fun. Make it enjoyable. Show them that it's a good life living for the Lord. Make it fun. Make it enjoyable. Show them that the ways of God is right. I'm sorry if some of us have endured the, what somebody called righteousness and they manipulated that and they did it wrong and, and put a bad taste in your mouth, but that's not living for God. Do it right and take your, God, your kids along with you. Echo the words of John, first, third John. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I can tell you that the night Maylie got the Holy Ghost, she was only four. So she, she, was, she was turning four. And you can say whatever you want. I don't care. I was there. My little daughter weeping in the Holy Ghost. I was up preaching that night. It was, we were at the Bellevue campus. I was preaching. And I mean, the Holy Ghost was there. I'm telling you, it was, I could feel the anointing all over me. And I was speaking words to people. But whenever somebody said, Maylie's praying, I went like this. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I told Pastor Jason, he was on the drums at the moment. I won't forget Why was she praying? Because I put her in an atmosphere. 
Why, why, did, why did she get to receive the Holy Ghost? Because we made sure even though we were tired, we got her to the house of God. How did she know how to focus? Because she had learned to pray from my wife. How could she be in a spiritual mindset like that? Because there had been training and preparation going on. I'm talking to some people right now. Maybe Pharaoh doesn't have you, but does Pharaoh have your kids right now? You need to go back to Egypt, snatch up your babies, and go. Get to the promised land. Go worship the Lord. Serve God with your whole family. Well, they have a bedtime on Wednesday night. Listen, my wife is the most organized person you could ever meet. The most organized, planted person you'll ever meet. But I can tell you, on church night, it's out the window. Bedtime is out the window. I don't care. We'll, we'll deal with, with some uh, sleeplessness tomorrow. But my kids are going to learn that we come to the house of God. My kids are going to learn that we serve the Lord. That he's number one. Not my agenda. Not mom's plan. His house. His ways. Stand to your feet with me. Maybe we'll get to the fourth offer in a moment, but right now we got to pray. We got to pray. Come on, it's time for us to march into Egypt and grab our kids. Maybe it's a niece or a nephew. Maybe it's a neighbor kid. I'm talking to some people right now. You have the power to pull some kids out of Egypt right now. You have the ability to change a family's future. If you can just snatch those kids up out of Egypt and get them to the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you get find a place to pray? They're just pushing these seats back to give us more room. Hallelujah. This whole room and altar now. Why don't you find a place to pray for a little bit? Come on, train up your kids right now. I'm going to bring up my kids in the fear and in the admonition of the Lord. Come on, get your kids out of Egypt. Get your kids out of Egypt. In so many after-school activities, they can't come to church. So many programs, but they can't come to church. So many things going on at home, but you can't read a Bible. I'm sorry, priorities are out of whack. Somebody needs to go tell Pharaoh, the kids are coming with me. Go tell Pharaoh, my kids are going to be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, everyone focus right now. Hallelujah. Maybe getting with a friend or a family member. Come on, get out of Egypt, folks. Let's get out of Egypt. Get out of Egypt. Get that foot out of Egypt. You're being wooed by the world. Get out of Egypt. Run. Grab your belongings. Grab your children and go. Grab your children and go. Grab your family and go. Serve the Lord. It's a good life living for the Lord. There will be lots of changes. I know, but it's going to be worth it. It's a life of sacrifice, but it's a life of abundance. Go, go, go. Grab your babies and go. Grab your family and go. Get to the house of the Lord. Take your family to heaven. Take your kids to heaven. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul? What's it profit if he's on the all-star baseball team but he doesn't serve God? What's it profit if they can do all kinds of great things and are rich but they go to hell? Come on, first and foremost, I got to get my kids out of Egypt. I know this is hard. This is hard. 
I know these are hard things, but these are necessary things. We celebrate American freedom, but that revolution was costly. We need a revolution today. We need a revolution today. Someone that will rise up like our American forefathers. Pay the price for liberty. Pay the price for freedom. My, my kids will be saved. My family's going to be saved. We're going to go to heaven. I'm talking to people, you have a call of God on your life. There's a ministry. There's something you're supposed to accomplish. Get out of Egypt. Go. Go. This is the most important part of this service right here. Pray it in. Pray it in right now. That's it, husbands and wives, parents of small children. I know what it's like trying to take babies to church. It's hard. It's annoying at times. But we're training them. We're teaching them. We're showing them what to do. Come on, expectant mother. What are you going to do with that baby when it's born? Oh, will its life be dedicated to the Lord? Are you going to leave it in Egypt? What's you going to do with that baby? Pharaoh saying, leave it with me. I'll babysit. Egypt saying, leave the kids with me. We'll watch them. No, he's going to make them slaves. They'll be in bondage. Hallelujah. Why don't you take a step towards the altar? Some of y'all that got kids in the altar, we ought to just take a step of faith, all of us here today. I know most of us have kids over in children's church right now. That's okay. But right now, let's stand in the gap for our kids. They're just kids. I know they're just kids. I'm sorry, I wish I had something cute and cuddly for you on Sunday morning, but today it's about independence. It's about a revolution. It's about.